Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend a few minutes focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Ray, an employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. And you can catch up with all of our series, keep up with all our regular releases by doing those subscribing and following things. We're on iTunes and Spotify. So regular listeners to the Career Zone podcast know that I'm particularly keen on talking to entrepreneurs. And I'm thrilled to have a female entrepreneur with me on this week's episode. And so welcome, Daisy. Hi, thank you for having me on. Pleasure. So do you want to maybe start us off by introducing yourself and what it is that you do? That's why I'm categorising you here as an entrepreneur. Sure. So I'm Daisy Anderson. I studied a Master's in Sustainable Development at the University of Exeter. And I realised that I had a real interest in food and the impact that it had on the environment. I've always been into cooking and enjoyed kind of in getting inventive in the kitchen and through my study realised that there was kind of a, a gap in the market to showcase fruit and veg mainly that would otherwise be wasted or focusing on local seasonal produce that had less of an impact on the environment to create 100% vegan dishes that I then started to sell at the market in Falmouth through my business Rhubarbs. Well, so Rhubarb sounds like it's a really values-based business and you've successfully built it up. You're there in markets in Falmouth selling produce. Can you tell us a bit about what those steps were between realising that you've got these values around sustainability and food, realising you've got that passion around cooking and creating food yourself. But actually, how did you turn that into a into a business? So I kind of knew that I, so I started off with a job in, in London doing admin work and then transitioned to Cornwall so that I could study my master's and then knew that I didn't want to go back to doing kind of computer-based work and also because of the pandemic I it was seemed a lot more difficult to actually get a job in the areas that I was interested in so it was more through kind of cooking at home and my dissertation was focused on the impacts of food so I kind of merged the two together and I'd moved back to Falmouth again after spending some time away and noticed that the market was back up and running but because they weren't typically there in the winter that there were actually spaces available and I wasn't earning any money so I thought kind of there's nothing to lose. There was also a lot of backup from the University of Exeter startup team. I got a really lovely mentor Jenny. She was telling me about when she started her business and she said once you've kind of paid that pitch and you need to earn that money back on your pitch then you kind of have to go kind of headfirst into it. So once I'd paid for my first pitch at the market, it was then I had to go for it and wouldn't be able to get out of it. So, yeah, it ended up being probably much more successful than I ever thought it was going to be. It's transitioned quite a lot from where I started. But I started selling soups that were cold in takeaway pots that people could take home and then heat up at home. And that was all using surplus produce from a, a local farmer. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I got to and through the sort of success of it and more people coming and moving into like the summer months. 
it then became something that I knew I wanted to to stick to and then from there it's kind of developed. And I guess in terms of the nature of where you're sourcing your ingredients from, I assume that means that there's a bit of an unpredictable nature in terms of what you're cooking with each week? Yeah, that's been something that I've had to work on because I think with anything you cook, it's when I first came up with the idea of the business, it was it was 100% wanting to showcase surplus fruit and vegetables. So whether a cauliflower is too big or a tomato might be slightly bashed or bananas have speckles on and they can't be sold in the supermarket it was to showcase that but there's quite a lot of difficulty with that because if say for example you make a curry the main base of the sauce isn't going to be surplus so it's trying to pick the right areas that you can showcase what it is that you can get hold of rather than it being that the whole thing is in the dish so that's been a bit of a, a challenge but I think more recently, I'm still focusing on that, but I'm also focusing on supporting local farmers, finding what's in season at the time rather than getting it from abroad. Or if something does come from abroad, then it's brought over in a different way to something that has been flown over from really, really far away. So it's kind of transitioned quite a lot based on the original business idea because it is incredibly difficult to to showcase the surplus 100% of the time. You've talked about how you got some support from the student startups team and your and your brilliant mentor. And was wondering whether any of that support was particularly helped you in that that process of adapting some of the business purpose and the original idea into the sort of current format that you've got. Yeah, so I started off with kind of just a general idea and I was thinking of having a, a food truck, but obviously a food truck is completely different to starting off with a market stall. So the startup team, I kind of pictured some funding so that when I was at the market, that the money that I was spending on the pitch, if it wasn't successful and I didn't get that back, then it was money that the, the university had, had given me to try it out. And then I pitched again for some further funding so that I could continue at the market because there weren't any gazebos left. So I had to then buy a gazebo, which then meant that I could do festivals and I could do more kind of pop up things where I could be present without having to rent something from someone else. In terms of the business idea, I don't think from a financial point of view, but definitely from a support point of view, the startup team have kind of helped me hone in on where I kind of came from, where I got to, and also to kind of keep, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that when you start a business, it has to be, once you've said this is what my main message is going to be, it doesn't have to stick to that the whole way through. I feel more recently that I've been quite tied to my mission statement, whereas the startup team have kind of really helped me to figure out that that can change and I can still be doing something that has a big impact but it with the one I currently or used to have it was kind of restricting what I could do and I think as well with where I've transitioned to now I I started off doing a market store and now I focus primarily on kind of private catering I've also realized the importance of kind of networking and, and other contacts and that has a lot of that has come through my mentor and people she suggested speaking to so yeah I think a lot of different ways that I feel like I've been supported to get kind of where I 
think I'm going now. Well, it sounds like it's been a real journey and support, financial investment, advice, different perspectives have all come into play significantly to shape that journey. You're obviously here as a as a female entrepreneur and you've talked about your mentor, Jenny, who's also a female entrepreneur herself. I'm wondering if there's any reflections that you've got around that journey as a female entrepreneur or the value of your mentor also being a woman in that context? I think women are typically incredibly supportive and probably quite honest and willing to give a lot of time to each other. I think also my mum is a business owner as well, and she's been a business owner for kind of nearly 30 years now. So having her as well doing that, I think that has given me a positive outlook into where I can get to based kind of on my gender. And I don't feel like I'm at any disadvantage from being a female in the field. But I guess if you think about it, there are the majority of people within the food industry are probably typically men. So maybe that does make it harder to to get where you want to be if if you are a female. I think also a lot of the people who have helped me along the way have had very similar ambitions for themselves for the future, that they want to have a food truck or start up something and a way of kind of acting like a role model that if they can help me, then one day maybe I can help them. So it's more like, I guess, more like a balanced thing and a way of kind of encouraging people to maybe get a bit out of their comfort zone and and strive for something that they want to achieve. I love that idea of you paying forward as it were you know you've had these role models your mum your mentor you've then come to this sort of level of success in realizing you can launch your own business and and grow it in this way and then yeah playing that role for other entrepreneurs but maybe especially for other women within your network as well. Someone was saying in terms of a congratulating yourself point of view or or shouting about the things that you do well, I definitely think that as a female, I don't do that as much as maybe if I was where I am now as a man. I think a lot of the time women, they do great things, but they don't necessarily talk about doing the great thing because it might be looked as, oh, you're being kind of cocky whereas if it's a man it's often seen as like wow that's great whereas if yeah a woman said it then it might be kind of negatively viewed upon I don't know if if you ever experienced the same thing so I spoke to my mentor yesterday and I I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome and I think that's I don't know whether this is it might just be me being stereotypical but I think women do suffer from that more than than men do which often I feel like restricts me in where I can get to because I'm maybe putting myself in a negative light whereas when I spoke to my mentor yesterday she was like but you have to understand that you started here and now you're here and I'm like but yeah and she kind of like keeps spinning it to say actually let's look at the positives of this and how far you've come rather than it being kind of a negative thing so I think maybe in that sense there's possibly a slight discrepancy between me being a female entrepreneur and whether I was a a male doing it. And here you are on the Career Zone podcast, actually shouting about your success. So it might be something that doesn't come so naturally to you, but you're here. You've been successful and you're here telling the world about that. So it's really, really great to hear your story and hear about how your journey and your your harnessing support and your giving support to other women is enabling you to 
really thrive in a and grow a business in a sector that maybe otherwise is a male dominated industry. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, before you head off, I'm sure some people are listening, thinking, I want to find out more about this business or this wonderful woman who might be able to support or who I could help in some way. So how should people find you or contact you? So the business can be found on Instagram at Rebarbs Food. I've got a website which I've recently updated, which is www.rebarbs.com. And I'm also on Facebook at Rebarbs. And my email address is rebarbsfood at gmail.com. And listeners can all find those links in the episode descriptor as well. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. You can find this series on iTunes and Spotify. So do subscribe and follow us to keep up with our regular releases. And we would love to hear from you. So if there is something on your mind, then share your thoughts or questions on Instagram at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone or Twitter at UOE Careers. Hashtag Career Zone Podcast and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes. Finally, of course, you can find out more information about all the support we offer at exeter.ac.uk slash careers.